to Cairo Nights. Nice. I'm Spike O'Neill. Kevin Deers at the board. Little crew for you. As we close out the International Women's Week. Little girls, girls, girls. Little nod to the working mothers out there. At the dollhouse in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> uh, so here's a story that caught my eye, Kev. Tom Hanks is coming to town for a Seattle Arts and Lecture Series. There's going to be a night, uh, I think it's at Benaroya, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Benaroya Hall. Uh, on May 17th, Tom Hanks take part in the Seattle Arts and Lecture Series. Tom Hanks has got a, a novel he wrote coming out called The Making of Another Major Motion Picture Masterpiece. It's a, it's a, it's a novel, a, a, you know, a fiction novel written by Tom Hanks about a, it's about something we see almost every, every week now, a multi-million dollar star-studded superhero action movie and its humble comic book beginnings. And Tom Hanks wrote the book and there's like a couple of three different comic books that are included inside this novel, all of which were also written by Tom Hanks. And he's going to have a, a Q&A, a lecture series. I I would love to see that. And if you'd love to see that, by the way, this is not just a commercial. Uh, you can actually go to Seattle Arts and Lectures website. Uh, just type in Seattle Arts and Lectures. You can buy tickets. Um, there's ticket ranges from ten bucks to one hundred and eleven bucks. There's some uh, pay what you can tickets, so that's available to everybody. Not exactly a you know a Springsteen or Taylor Swift dynamic pricing moment. Let's get you a uh, let's get you in there with a the press pass there, Spike. I love this job. You're absolutely right. Let's do it. Um, I would. Do you I've, know who I am? <laughs> I'm going to pull a, a, a Reese Witherspoon. Don't you know who I am? Actually, yes, we do, and that's why. That's we're why not we're not letting, letting you in. You in. <laughs> that's the beauty of radio, though, Kev. I mean, you know, you got this like peripheral notoriety. People think they know where they know you from. You ever had that where people are like, wait. They don't recognize you, but they hear your voice yes, like in I, line, I, and they're like, wait, whoa! I actually have had yeah, that happen. It's, I've had that happen a couple times. It's pretty cool. great feeling. Yeah. You know, Stacy Ross was on with us. Uh, Stacey Joe Ross, I should say, was on with uh, Jack and I this afternoon a little bit, and we are talking about that, how a little bit of notoriety can be a dangerous thing, you know? When, whenever people get famous, and like, we're not famous. I'm not famous. Stacy Jack's not famous. We're talking about Sean Kemp and how, <laughs> you know, I, I said it was kind of inevitable that what happened to Sean Kemp that he was, uh, you know, robbed, and then when trying to get the stuff back, he was uh, involved in a, a shooting, was arrested but not charged yet in a drive-by shooting. And a texter pointed out because I said he wasn't in the car when he was the video of Sean Kemp shooting at the Tacoma Mall parking lot. But apparently, any any shooting that is near or or in a car is classified as a drive-by shooting. Oh. And there's Sean Kemp while he hasn't been charged, his attorneys made a statement that it was a self-defense move by Kemp to fire his weapon in that parking lot. Uh, but there will be charges because even, you know, uh, uh, firing a weapon in a public place is a crime, right? Unlawful discharge of a firearm. I'm not sure what the, exactly the, the statute is. for Sean, But we're talking about how the notoriety of when you're somebody like Sean Kemp, right? You're an NBA icon, you're a legend in Seattle, you're a local hero. And then you open a couple of weed shops, you're going to be a target, Somebody's going to either, whether it's just purely monetary or somebody trying to make their bones for street cred by, you know, by I stole Sean Kemp's phone and wallet and whatever. Uh, it's it's tough to have that little bit of notoriety. I can, I can imagine that Tom Hanks can't go anywhere in his life without being just 
loved almost to death, you know, and I'm, I'm being facetious. I'm not wishing any ill will on anybody, but uh, and it's funny because Tom Hanks is a guy you see often see photos of Tom Hanks. He'll pop into like a he'll be in a wedding or somewhere. He'll be at a hotel like Bill uh, Murray. too. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know, they're, they're at a hotel and there's a wedding reception and he'll pop in and take a selfie with the bride and groom, you know, just because those guys, I think they love being Tom Hanks, being they love Bill being Murray. Loved. Yeah, nobody yes. hates on them. They're just like international signs of good vibes. It's absolutely true. Although I've, it's funny, I've heard that Bill Murray is one of the most difficult stars to work with. Okay, you know, and I've never had the pleasure. Bill Murray's kind of a hero of mine. I've heard uh, Chevy Chase is the same. I've heard Chevy Chase is just impossible to work with, and nobody likes working with Chevy Chase. Chevy lasted one season on Saturday Night Live because people didn't like him. You know, he, he left to go, to be fair, he left to sure. go make movies. Yeah. He gift, left to go make millions. I mean, he was one season at SNL, and he was off doing Fletch or all the, the Goldie Hawn rom-coms that he made and all the other things that Chevy Chase did. But uh, And then that one by one, the stars all go leave to make big movies. That's what they do. I can't imagine anybody— like Chris Kattan. Oh, but that's a sad tale. Our dear, our dear local Chris. He's from the San Juans, right? If I'm not mistaken. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's a local guy, Chris Catan. I'm not sure. I think it's the San Juans. I might be wrong. Um, might be some mamish, but I think it's the San Juans. I know he's had some health issues of late. I wasn't trying to dunk on him for that. No, no, I was no, no, just, no, no. That, that he went and made with Corky Romano, exactly. secret agent. Was it <laughs> undercover? Whatever. Yeah, that was the tragic bit of filmmaking right there. No, I think if I remember correctly, Chris Catan um, had injured himself doing a stunt. On a live, a live, you know, skit on Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah, he like threw himself uh, off a piece of furniture, that mango or whatever character he used to do. Remember that little oh, no. chimp boy? Yeah. And and he injured his back and like literally cracked a vertebrae or something. He's had a lifetime of physical ailments because of it. Jeez, now I feel like a jerk. Uh, well, that's, you know, you weren't bagging on him. You weren't bagging on him. He, had, he was a one and done movie guy. Much like what's her name, Julia Sweeney. Night at the Roxbury, though. I, that oh, you is know, a that's, classic. That's true. I had I'd forgotten all about that, but that I was. Baby, you don't love me no um, more. And by the way, that Mango character, when when he when he got into it with J Lo on Saturday Night Live, was one of the funniest skits ever. J Lo comes out in a little um, shorts bodysuit, one piece, oh, gold lame, and Mango had the exact same outfit on, and they ended up wrestling on stage, and his junk fell out of his little thing on live TV. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. But you're sidetracking me, Kev. Um, I don't. I can't think of anybody I'd rather see speak than Tom Hanks. I I really think you know. I I would. Although I would love to have just a conversation, you know, have a one on one with Tom Hanks, just to find out what because he's done so much great work. I can't think of a lousy Tom Hanks movie. I'm sure there's one out there somewhere. <clears throat> People could say the Money Pit, or but that's that wasn't a bad movie either, you know. But Tom Hanks has been that guy can do anything. You know, there are actors who say they always play themselves. Guys like Mark Wahlberg, who I love, but he's always kind of himself. You know, um, Matt uh, Matt Damon is kind of the same thing. Ben I, Affleck. Ben Affleck has one character. It's Ben Affleck. Now Ben Affleck is Batman. Now Ben Affleck is, you know, well, yeah, exactly. They just are themselves. And they're good actors. Don't get me wrong. Keanu. Um, I don't know if I'd throw him into that category. Okay. He is, he is kind of one flavor. John Wick. Yeah, he's, but, but John Wick's, are, they're great movies. Can't wait till John Wick 4, dude. I know, right? Later this month. John Wick's great, but he's also, you know, Bill and Ted. He's still Keanu, but he's a totally different slice of Keanu. I mean, if, you know, Jason Bourne is the same guy who bought a zoo. 
You know, Matt, Matt Damon is Matt Damon. Yeah. That's kind of why the guys from uh, South Park bagged on him so hard. Matt Damon! <laughs> Seriously. Um, <clears throat> if, you could, if you could have a one-on-one with anybody, who would you have a one-on-one with? And I don't want to play the, you know, I love that game. Who if you could have lunch with three people, living or dead, who would you be? Um, that's, that's cool. I'd like to talk to, sure, uh, Abraham Lincoln, although I hear he was depressing as hell. So I would have ruined the, you're kind of a downer, Abe. Um, if you could have, if you could have a conversation with anybody, who would you like to talk to? Talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking oh, to you. I, I thought you were, there was like a, you Oh, no, know, well, okay, no, you were, uh, that's okay. Leaving no, it up to the listeners. I, I am, that's fair, but well, I, I, I care, I care about you, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good question. I mean, uh, is, would it be a musician that you admire? Is it I've be, talked be, to a lot of musicians. I've yeah. talked with a lot of musicians. Uh, I've talked with a lot of wrestlers, too. I do a lot of wrestling, uh, quote unquote, journalism. <laughs> wrestling journalism. Wrestling journalism. That's, a, that's kind of a no, oxymoron. No, 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 don't, don't discount that. I'm, you know, I'm not a big wrestling fan. In fact, you've got something coming up this weekend, right? You're going to see yeah, a wrestling event. Defy but, Wrestling tomorrow night. Yeah, and you, you were kind enough to invite me, but it's really not my bag. No, nope, no, nope, nope. I appreciate Don't the offer. Don't love the men in spandex touching each other, but <laughs> it's, it's my vibe. <laughs> when I, my when vibe. I see men in spandex touching each other, it's in the confines of a more intimate setting, but fair I appreciate enough, the offer. Fair enough. Um, who would you talk to? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, you know, when people say that's a good question, it just means that they're, they're delaying. Stalling. Yeah, yes, they're absolutely. stalling. Oh, you can man. often find that from politicians. That's a very good question. Uh, probably Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. I've wow. never talked with him. Uh, I've talked with so many metal musicians, uh, but but Bruce Dickinson, or you know, it passed away. It would it would probably be Ronnie James Dio. Dio, okay. Yeah. So it would it would probably be a musician. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess that now that you put me on the spot, you know. Well, no, that's cool. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I, I would love to have a conversation with Bruce, but I've seen him so many times in concert. I feel like we have had conversations. Sure. In my mind, we talk on a regular basis. I'm kind of a sick guy that way. Mm-hmm. Texter said he would like to have a conversation with Donald Trump. Inter- interesting. Mm. Interesting choice. You know, from, and, and, and I am often, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Trump supporter. I'm, I've, in fact, I've been told that I have TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, but I've, but I've heard that he's so charismatic. You know, and 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 a brilliant. I don't want to say a brilliant conversation. So that's not really what I'm. And I'm trying to be complimentary. I really am trying to be complimentary. He's charming. He's charming beyond belief. And, and I can believe that he's got that kind of skill set, that BS skill set. And I'm not knocking that either. I've got tremendous BS skills. I was raised behind a bar, and and my first career was in car sales. I was born to BS. And then I landed in this. In radio. Seriously, 30-some years in radio. I was born to talk crap. Um, Chevy Chase, it says, uh, was a golf course in Port Ludlow. He sold that golf course. Okay. And that Chris Kattan was from Bainbridge Island. I had that part right. Um, Oh. Actually, you know who I want to hang out with? Adam Sandler. Oh, that's a great choice. He seems like a good dude. Like, have you seen the way that guy dresses casually? He doesn't care. like oversized, you know, basketball shorts. And like, he seems like the chillest hang. So Adam Sandler, I think. That's a great that's a great choice. You know, it's funny when I was talking to Matt Markovich last hour about the junk movie junkets I get used to get to do. Um, I got to spend a ten minutes with Will Farrell. We're that's supposed awesome. to be we're supposed to be talking about Anchorman. Okay. But he had just had his first boy his first baby. I think Magnus Mag, Magnus is his son's son's name, I think. Okay. It's, it's a pretty unique name. Um but you wouldn't believe the, the look in his eye when we were talking for like for ten minutes about 
he was a, becoming a father. Yeah. You know, and I, I have two children. Um, my older daughter was, was, I got a package deal. My wife was a single mom when I met her. Mm. And Darby, our youngest, was the first, my first birth. Yeah. I got to be there. You know, I got to hold her when she was, you know, seconds old. And Will Farrell and I just were talking about that. What, what a moment that is. And, and, and I, I would talk to Will Farrell for days. You know, he seems like the kind of guy who's just so fast and so diverse. You know, Will Farrell's never really done a serious role. You know, he had one movie, I forget what it was called, but it was, um, he was a writer and when he wrote, whatever he would write would happen to him in life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really a comedy, it was just kind of an offbeat. Is that Stranger kind of, Than Fiction? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, I remember, because it wasn't one of his greater pieces, but. I think that was a book. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to read some of these texts coming in. Um, Henry Rollins, Kurt yeah, Vonnegut. Yeah, I met Henry Rollins, yeah. and I interviewed Henry Rollins, and he's the kind of guy where you ask a question and just shut up, and he'll just go. He just You just ask a quick question, no follow-up questions needed, he just monologues. Wow. He's the kind of guy you just like get in there, ask a quick question, there's a 60 minutes right there. He'll just go. A texter says, John F. Kennedy, great choice. Mm-hmm. Christina Hendricks, words would be optional. I, I, not really what we're going for, but I can certainly understand your motivation. Absolutely. Uh, Jesus and maybe Orson Welles. Wow. Jesus is a very interesting choice. Jesus who? Um, the guy, the bowling guy from The Big Lebowski. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Just checking. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't mind talking to Quentin Tarantino, although he's weirder than weird. He'd be looking at your feet the whole time. I've heard that. He's yeah. got a fetish kind of a thing of that. Yeah. Wikifeet.com. Oh, this is a great text right here, man. Um, I would like to have a beer with Sherry Elliker. We were talking yesterday about what, you know, would she have a uh, Sunny Delight and vodka? Yeah. And she's not a, she confessed to not being an alcohol drinker. She's a beer lady. Well, you know, during the the, the Cairo auction, the year uh, for, you know, the the yearly auction that you guys had someone sit in and. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe that'll be something next year. That they we can, can have they can... crack a beer with, with Sherry Elker. There that's, you go. That's a great idea. Yeah. Stranger Than Fiction. Was the story I'm talking about the Will Ferrell movie? So I was a te- right. A texter says that's their favorite Will Ferrell movie. Funny, that's awesome. Uh, I don't care much for the celebrities, says Zach from Federal Way. There are people in the world without fame that have more intellect and a lot more to say. Well, that's I'm, I'm with you. Who would you like to talk to? A nuclear physicist? Literally a rocket scientist, or maybe a surgeon. I'll tell you what. Zach from Federal Way. Zach, I'd like to talk to Zach from Federal Way. We could just say. <laughs> Um, oh, Hayden says, I would love to have a beer with Mr. Dory Monson. Let me tell you something about Dory Monson. Um, and I, you know, I've, I've had the honor of, of, of sitting in from 12 to three and Jack and I are going to do it for a few more weeks, I think, until the station decides what is the best for this station. And I know I take, I take a lot of, uh, I don't want to say grief. That's not what, that's not, Dory. Uh, yeah. And that's it's, it's, say. it's not grief. Maybe it is grief. It's, it's maybe grief is the best way to phrase it. Sure. Um, I was I was a friend to Dory Monson for over thirty years. You know, this lo- might be the most surprising statistic I've shared in decades. That's that's funny. Sorry about that's that. A, that's well, okay. That, 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 may, that, that may have surprised a lot of people. No, um, Dory and I oh, didn't agree goodness. on just about everything. Well, no, politically, we didn't agree on just about anything. But as far as being a father, as far as being a coach, as far as being a guy who loved his hometown. 
Dory and I had a lot in common. And while we didn't agree on anything politically, our views were completely different. I respected him and he respected me and we were good friends and we never let that get in the way of any of it. I, too, would like to have a conversation with Dory Monson. A nice, it's funny because Bob Rivers mentioned to me after Dory passed so unexpectedly that Dory had reached out for my phone number from Bob because he was going to he wanted to go and have he wanted to have a lunch with me. And and it's funny because it's not like I it's not like I had the chance and didn't take it. Now, I'd have a deep regret if Dory had invited me out to lunch and months later I'd never done it and we lost him. So, yeah, I'm with you, folks. Dory, I, 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 you're not wrong about that one. I'm getting a little choked, so I apologize. Sorry for awkwardly pressing no, a commercial no, 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 the worst no. time possible. Nah, we'll, we'll play it off, man. You know, we'll play it. All it's right. all good, cool, buddy. Cool. It's all good. Um, yeah. This is, uh, this is uh, oh, God, I'm thinking. Steve Winwood, right? Yeah, it's an electronic cover. Yeah. Kind of mix up of it. Um, a text says, I would like to talk to Angus Young. Nice. Although I got to tell you, man, I, I wouldn't mind sitting around playing guitar with Angus for a few hours. But talking to Angus was a little weird. I got to meet Angus. Talking to Angus was a little weird. It's like talking to Ozzy, you know. Not that not you know, they just they just had such a really weird speaking style. Sure, you know. Uh, but not not to knock you there, Roger. Not you're right, man. If it's if if Angus is your guy, Angus is your guy. It's Kyra Knights. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. Hey, Lisa Brooks is hanging out for a minute here. I'm glad you can stay. That, the gold scam, where, what, where, where is that going on? It's going on on, on the freeways, I-5 up and down and on the other major state okay. highways. Okay. A car seems, they're, they're broken down the side of the road. Somebody, I need some gas money. Yeah, yeah. I'll, would you want, you want to buy my necklace? Yeah, stuff oh. like that. 10000 they yeah, got Yeah, we're trying to figure out who was carrying $10,000 in yeah. cash on them, but uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, don't ever... Uh, it's nice to be able to help somebody, and if you pull over and they want to sell, I mean, I'd, I'd give the guy twenty bucks before I try to buy a gold necklace and get a bargain. That's oh, it's terrible. And pe- I, why? I, I know desperate times. People do desperate things, and I try to keep. I try to be empathetic about that. You know, and, and I, I, I really do believe that most criminals are criminals out of necessity, and not because they're terrible people. But I'm probably wrong. There's a lot to say on both sides of that <laughs> yeah, yeah. one, so I'm going to stay out of it. But uh, this gold scam is is pretty new for our area. You yeah, know? we had it like a week or two ago. Yeah. the same thing. Yeah, same and kind of then thing. It's it's popped up again. Yep. they kind of went underground when it got some publicity. Yeah, and they're doing it again. So it's uh, we're doing our job. You're doing your job. Best we can do to let so. people know. Hey, I want to ask your opinions on the, the kind of the topics tonight. Yeah. Um, if you could have a conversation with anybody, who would it be? Well, there's a lot of them, but I think, you know, Sting really comes to mind, first of all, because I had a, a chance to meet him once and the person I was married to got so jealous. I was so excited at his concert that he didn't tell me he had backstage pass. Which which <laughs> show was it? How rude. It was it was at the old Coliseum and okay. I, all I, I mean, he took his shirt off. That's what I remember. Yeah. It was in the 90s, in the early 90s or the late 80s. Anyway, but I since that time, I've become a songwriter. Yeah. And I... He's an amazing songwriter, and I want to talk to him about songwriting. Do you have his book lyrics? I do not. Okay, so uh, um, I got to meet Sting, um, and I'll t- I'm sorry. I'll, I'll tell you this story, and I hope you please don't hate me. You take his shirt off? No, I oh, don't. Okay. Um, it was funny. It was he was touring with Annie Lennox, Ooh. and they were at the White River Amphitheater, and we took a bunch of listeners backstage, oh. and 
Annie Lennox was like complaining that Sting kept raiding her wardrobe because they're exactly the same size. Wow. He is so tiny. Sting is tiny. I could not, I could not believe how small he was. But most, most major stars are smaller people. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the reasons they worked so hard at their craft was because they were overcoming mm-hmm. the little man syndrome. Anyway, I digress. Um, we took all of our listeners through the line to say hello to Sting. We were the only station that had people backstage. And he went through and met everybody and shook everybody's hands, put pictures of his, is that it? That's all, that's all, we're done? We're done? And I'm like, no. And I walked over and just put a full body hug on this guy. <gasps> and I said, I got to tell you, you're kind of the reason I've got, I'm, I'm where I am doing what I do. And because when, when I first met Bob Rivers in Baltimore, um, I, I started as an intern. And the first week I was there, I wrote my first song parody, wrote my first twisted tune for Bob. Mm-hmm. Like live in the studio, somebody called in with an idea, and I just wrote this parody. And it's Bob. He's like, Where, where'd you get this? I'm like, I just wrote it. You said we needed a song for. And so a week later, I was hired. Wow. And could, because we go to the studio to record the first two songs that I'd written, and this guy was doing a sting. We did a sting parody called Roseanne to Roxanne at Roseanne Bar. And I said to Bob, that guy sucks. He's like, what's the worst? He's like, well, this is the best Sting impersonator on the East Coast. I'm like, I could do better than that. He's like, well, yeah, okay. But, you know, we got the studio time. Give it a shot. And I sang this Sting parody. Wow. And Bob's like, okay, I've just sent him home, so don't screw this up. It's you now. And I told that story to Sting. I got to tell him, you're the reason. that My, my love of your music is why I got to do what I do and change my life, move me across the country, cool. met my wife who's here with me today. Wow. So, yeah, Sting was one. He was wonderful. So generous and so gracious with his time. Really? That's good. Yeah. Um, the, the textures are really gen- – who would you like to meet? George Thurgood, somebody said. Mm. A working man's rock star. Somebody said Eddie Vedder. And he was asking about the song Glorified G. You know, you know remember the song? No. Nope. Glorified version of a pellet gun. It's on Versus, I believe. Oh. Yep. Um, and it's it was Eddie's – it was Eddie's take on gun violence. Oh. Yeah. I got to see Spike open for George Thurgood. Wow. That's right, last summer. I got to yeah. play softball against George Thurgood. Nice. When I was a bartender in Ocean City, Maryland in the summer of 82, the Delaware Destroyers <laughs> was an actual softball team made up of bouncers and roadies. That's cool. You don't want to mess with you well, guys. Well, that no, wasn't me. Oh, I was, you were I, a destroyer? I, I, was no, on the opposite no, I team. played for Fager's Island Bar and Grill, oh, okay. and the Destroyers came down to Ocean City from Lower Delaware in, in the Maryland right across the border. And we played George Thurgood's softball team, and we lost like 32 to 5. Nice. And we, and we stopped the game after four innings because we ran out of softballs. These guys were <laughs> launching softballs over the right field fence into the bay. Literal so destroyers. We literally ran out of softballs, so they called the game, and everybody went to the Rusty Rudder in Dewey Beach, Delaware, and everybody partied, and George Thurgood Destroyers played a live show. Wow. Yeah. Fun. Was that by Del Marva? Del Marva is the name for the Delaware, Maryland, Virginia Peninsula. Is that right around that area where well, you guys yeah, played well, it? Del Marva is is Del Mar- so Maryland is cut like Washington is cut. Sure, the Chesapeake Bay cuts off the peninsula, much like the Sound cuts off the Olympic Peninsula, and that peninsula encompasses all of Delaware. Most of it is Maryland. The tip is Virginia, so it's called the Del Marva. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and somebody said they'd like to meet Russell Brand. And my Russell Brand story, we were. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I appreciate. Um, and I have another question for you. Can you hang for one more minute? Yeah, sure. Okay, Lisa Brooks. Um, Russell Brandt was was promoting the film Get Him to the Greek. Did you ever oh, see that? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. With, with Jonah Hill. Yeah. And I, I thought he was brilliant in it. It was it was actually a character that he had in the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's with, a good one. With Jason Siegel yeah, and so Kristen awesome. Bell. Yep. And he played a rock star that stole Jason Siegel's girlfriend. Yep. Right. And the character was so wonderful, they made, wrote a whole movie 
about Aldous Snow called Get Him to the Greek. And Russell Crowe came into – Russell Crowe. Russell Brand came into our the show, The Bob Rivers Show, next morning. And I was just – I was so enamored with the film and his character. I said, this film was brilliant. I said, I think it should be aerosolized and sprayed across the entire city so people can experience the film without – even if they don't want to go see it. And he just cracked up laughing. Ooh. He was the nicest guy. And I made Russell Brand laugh, which was one of the proudest moments of my life. I was going to ask you about music. Yeah. And we, we were talking to Matt Markovich earlier, it was, or anything but Olympia segment. Kevin, that's a great idea. We should do this once a week. Anything but, but the politics. Anything but politics with, <laughs> with Matt Markovich. I got him in the news, so we, we're covering we, that I, I appreciate you're covering that part of it, too. Um, who's your favorite band? Wow. that's a, Because uh, that's kind of how we got started with Matt. You know, Anything Earth, but news Earth, with Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I got to see them at the Puyallup Fair, what, five years ago? Yeah, yeah. That was probably my favorite concert ever. I didn't sit down. Just love them. M- Melissa was at the, my wife Melissa was at the same show. Oh, her and her, her best friend. Love, kid me? Yeah. He came home and that's all, you know, and she's got an Earth, Wind, and Fire t-shirt yes. that my daughters have stolen that's from awesome. her. That's oh, awesome. Okay. I do love watching my kids run around town in my old t-shirts that I couldn't fit in if I tried. <laughs> See my kid run around in an Elvis Costello tour T-shirt from '81. Wow. At that time, I was about the same size my daughter is today. So that's kind of what happens. Um, do you think the bands we love have have any bands that you grew up on made great music lately? As the texter said, I don't care what band we loved as kids, hmm. no one has really made great music later in their career. Because the things that drove them. I don't them, know about that. Uh, well, I mean, Johnny Cash, before he died, oh, there you go. he put out a hell of an no, that's, album. That's a great example. New Judas Priest totally rips, man. There you go. Well, you know, it's my, it was always my contention. And Lisa, you might be right. I mean, you, you just proved me wrong. I believe that bands are, um, you know, right from a, a position of stress and struggle coming up from modest beginnings like the Beatles or whomever. And the Stones, these guys live these lives of working class heroes and, you know, they they dream of bigger, better things and stardom and they write these records. And when they become successful and have everything they could possibly want, what do they have to write about? How great my life is, how many mansions I have, how many guitars I have. Doesn't inspire as many great songs. But Johnny Cash, though, he struggled with addiction and and bad marriages and... And, and he wrote about that. You're right. I, mean, I think Willie Nelson probably the same. Yeah. And Winona's putting out some amazing stuff still. You know, I don't really? know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She, her, nobody wails like Winona. Wow. And I don't and, think. And, and with her mom, I bet there'd be oh some gosh. wonderful music. And I hate to yeah. say it. Music is tragedy put to, put to, yeah. to a tune, you know. Hey, it's for the music. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. This was about, this was song was written, by the way, as the police were touring um, and they couldn't afford to go out. They were touring in Amsterdam. And playing a show, and they couldn't afford to go out and take part in all the tourist attractions Amsterdam have to offer. And Sting sat in his hotel room alone and wrote this. Cool. Spike, you turned me down on the wrestling tomorrow night, so I'm going to ask you now, live on air. You want to go see a Swedish metal band after this called Candlemass? No. You're sweet to ask, though, man. Uh, it's sold out, bro. All right, you're gonna go I, I, I got I got a puppy at home alone. I got to get home and let her out before she's gonna tinkle over the house. All right, I'll uh, be it's, moshing it's the candle Ky- mass. <laughs> of course you would. It's Kyra Nights. We'll be right back after these. Nights. 
Boy, you guys have been great. Rolling Stones, Blue and Lonesome. Excellent album. Grammy winner, 2016. People had some excellent points about artists who had great work late in their careers. Pearl Jam's was it the Gigaton album of recent. A great piece of work. Fair, fair enough. You're right. My uh, my take that um, artists don't really have great work later in their career because they're they're too fat on the calf, you know, or whatever that, the fattened calf too high on the hog to write good music. I, I'm I was totally an ignorant take, and I appreciate you guys set me straight. Oh, and someone said I wanted to meet the Crane brothers, Frazier and Nigel Crane, have dinner with them. He goes, I know that wasn't the assignment; they're fictional characters, but I'd love to just sit down and have those two bicker through our entire conversation. That's a great take, by the way. Which fish, which fictional character would you like to meet from history or from your favorite book or your favorite movie? That's a great, I'd like to sit down with dirty Harry Callahan, you know, it was just, wow, Clint Eastwood's dirty Harry. Oh, what a character. Uh, or Clint Eastwood's, uh, oh, the guy from, uh, Unforgiven. What was his name? William Money. Oh, what a, I'd like to meet Clint Eastwood. I'd like to sit down and talk to Clint Eastwood. Even he's in his 90s now, before we lose him. Oh, someone said they'd like to speak to Arlo Guthrie at Alice's Restaurant and have lunch with him. I'd hang out with Charles Bronson. Oh, what a great idea. From Death Wish. Uh, Rebecca in the 253 says, I've had, I've had the chance to meet all the original members of Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and Nirvana, and so many country musicians I can't even begin to explain. We, we have been very blessed. Rebecca, to live up here in the great PNW. Absolutely. Uh, George Strait had a great run. He's still torn. George Strait's coming with, who's he torn with this summer too? Uh, George Strait's coming. Is it George Strait coming with somebody that's one of the newer stars? Maybe Chris Stapleton? I don't know. One of the texts. Yeah, it's Chris Stapleton. They wanted to meet Chris Stapleton and talk with him. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Hawking. To interview Stephen Hawking, to have a conversation with him. I I loved Stephen Hawking's uh, the way he was able to laugh at himself on the Big Bang Theory and become like a reoccurring character and nice. part of that show. I'd yeah. like to meet Bill Nye. Bill Nye, the science guy. I've met Bill Nye. He's a sweet man. Nice. And passionate about what he does, too. Very, very passionate. Um, someone says they enjoy the cameras. Uh, I, want to meet, I want to meet Archie Bunker. What a great idea. Someone said they enjoy the cameras, but we need one in the producer's room so they can watch Kevin. Uh, and we, what they really want to watch is Matt fight with Texters and there pull his hair go. out. Oh, you don't want to. It's that's it's horrible to watch. It's I watch brutal. it through the glass some nights. It's heartbreaking how much. Uh, Matt Butler, who's filling in this week during the midday show, so I, I, get, to play, I get to play with Kevin here tonight and uh, all this the second half of this week. I appreciated that. He Matt, rages against the Texters. He really he? does. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's passionate about what he thinks. And we don't always agree with you guys. We, we get that. You know, we get it. Uh, but, you know, your points of view, your your take on things is important, and we appreciate you sharing it with us, even when we disagree on stuff. Someone said they'd like to have lunch with John Cusack and to chat with John Cusack. I got to interview John Cusack. I forget which movie he was promoting, but I complimented him on the on the soundtracks of his movies. Gross Point Blank, was it? Oh, Gross Point Blank. I lo- that, no, that wasn't the movie. That's the one I complimented him on, mm. on Gross Point Blank and High Fidelity. Um, and he said, he, he said, you know what? I pick all the soundtrack songs for the movies I'm in. That's awesome. Part of my deal is that I get to make the soundtracks for the movies. And he took. He was so proud that I'd complimented him on that because he takes such great pride in that. Um, Rodney Dangerfield, great butler. Or excuse me, great butler, sorry. Uh, Matt Butler. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield, they'd like to meet. I would have loved to have met Rodney too. 
Oh, I want to. I want to have lunch with Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> That's awesome. Huh? Duh. I love that. Was a great movie, Napoleon. Um. Uh, oh, what an excellent point somebody just made. No sports stars have been mentioned. Who you'd like to have a conversation with? I hadn't noticed that, but you're sp- you're absolutely right. Uh, and I hope that's no that's you know. I only watch fake sports wrestling. <laughs> wrestlers. Yeah, that's right. Kevin did say he wanted to have lunch with wrestlers, but those aren't really athletes. I'm kidding. I'm How kidding. dare you? I'm kidding. Uh, you know somebody else I thought of too. Hawkeye Pierce, Alan Alda's character from Mash. I thought about that when when the texter suggested, who would you like to have lunch with, and what fictional character? Hawkeye Pierce came to my mind too. And Colonel Potter, he said, nice call. Folks, it's been fun. I'm going to check out. Kevin's going to bring you home with about an hour from uh, today's show earlier with uh, Jack Stein and myself. We'll be doing that all next week, by the way. So um, I hope you're enjoying that. I hope you enjoyed this. It's been fun to talk about anything but politics tonight. I like that. It's a great way to spend a Friday night. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday.